Hello, beautiful people. How your spirit doing? My name is Dalen Peace, but I go by the name of Day Peace. And if you do not know why, you need to check out one of my previous episodes, Q&A, where I kind of answer a bunch of fan questions. I'm a comedian, and this is a crazy time, but we're going to get through it, as I mentioned before. And today's episode I really want to get into is something I've been talking about for the last several episodes giving you guys my top 10 favorite comedians of all time these are again my opinion they're there it's not one of those like uh hey if these people are in your t- it's a very you know like comedy is very subjective and people that make me laugh may not make you laugh and and so on and so forth and more importantly i want to mention this because ever since kobe brian passed my my outlook on life is a little different when it comes to comparison. You know, there, it's that great debate. Who's better, Michael Jordan or LeBron James and team? Yeah. Hey, they all great. They all making millions of dollars. They are all talented. They're doing something that they love. Let them be great, okay? What this list is really more about, very much, inspir- you know, in, you know, inspirational. Well, that's not, nope, that's not, that's not what it is. Uh, influential. They're very influential to me in my comedy journey and career and um that's that's really the stance that i took i was surprised that two people didn't get into my top 10 like uh i actually sat down this is one of my most prepared episodes when i say most prepared i don't mean that (laughs) What, what, what i really mean is i i took some time prepping before before this episode a lot of times i just kind of jump on here and i know some things that i want to talk about and you know, uh, this one, I sat down and I really thought about who is my top 10. I've already shared three names with you through here already. So in these first several episodes, I've actually mentioned that Richard Pryor, Martin Lawrence, um, I, I may have even said it uh, about Kevin Hart and Dave Chappelle are all in my top 10. So those are all in my top 10. But really thinking about like who else and, and what slot, you know, who's number four and who's number 10. Like I, I thought about it and uh, like I, said, I was surprised to do not include two names. And I was also a little sad. There was no women in my top 10. Again, these women are, are amazing. They're out here um, precedent and they're doing some exceptional things. But again, it's, it's just my opinion. The people that, you know, inspired me, the people that I, I uh, really um, admire and look up to. And, and um, you know, these, these are like my heroes in the game, baby. So don't don't like don't write me and be like, how can you not put this person in? I, this is my list. This is my shit. OK. Oh, uh, <laughs> Uh, other than that, um, before we jump into my top 10, just want to say thank you guys for, for tuning in and listening. If this is your first episode, I really just kind of uh, let you guys know what's on my spirit and share my thoughts and my opinions, right or wrong. This is just how I'm feeling at the time. That's a Jay-Z line. And uh, that that's it, we, can, we go all over the place. You know, this is very much not a structured, you know, podcast. This is you know, uh, I, I've been listening to more and more and I, I break a lot of rules. Like I break a lot of cardinal rules because this initial project, again, is still started with the idea of me just being able to kind of share and talk and get things off 
uh, my spirit in a way that I don't get a chance to do on stage or on any other platform or any other uh, project that I currently am involved with. So um, I've been talking about doing a top 10. We are going to do a top 10 and that's what this is going to be. But in the meantime, before we get there, uh, I hope you guys are staying safe. Uh, this this virus is, is still going on and it's getting crazy and uh, you know, the toilet paper, like this is the great toilet paper depression where we're like, it's, it's weird. Like the, but like butt cheeks out here are, are suffering. Like that's like, I mean, don't get me wrong. People are catching it and they're getting sick and they're dying. And that's tragic. Second to that is butt cheeks out, out, out in America, out in the world. There's just butt cheeks out in the world. They just, they're not, they're not being cleansed because there's no toilet paper. You know what I mean? You can't just rub newspaper on your cheeks and think you're gonna be clean and then it's like hey why don't you just jump in the shower and some people got diarrhea you can't jump in the shower every three three 13 minutes that's what i'm saying and more importantly uh for those who got babies like i do baby wipes is where it's at guys stop buying all the paper stop stop doing it stop getting your sheets and rolls get that get those wet naps you know what i mean go 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 to applebee's takeout Get those wet naps. Bada 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 baby the pamper, the wipe, the wet. Get that's what you need. That's what the cheeks need, y'all. I'm trying to say, I'm trying to say butt cheeks lives. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to do. So uh we we're good. We're pretty we're pretty stocked for the, for the most part. But uh it's it's just it's been it's been insane to really watch the evolution of this. As I mentioned, uh we're still in March. I recorded my album. I've, I've looked at it. That we're in the final process of, of editing and post production, and I am going to hopefully have uh, the final cut this upcoming week, which is very exciting because that means I can start really getting uh, the the DVD slash Blu-rays out and and getting it, you know, getting the pre-orders and getting it prepared for streaming and digital downloads and i cannot wait this is it's so great uh i hope everybody who gets a chance to hear this check that out because that is uh my heart and soul project that that i I, i'm I'm gonna i can't wait to share with the world uh other than that we we've been we've been staying safe we have been very much stuck in the house um i mentioned my wife has been going really crazy she's pregnant she's you know she's expecting we're expecting our third baby which is a girl uh in july and she's just she's just been like freaked out about the whole thing and like you know she walks around like katana and she she has a scarf over her face and uh she like the bitch ain't left she ain't gone nowhere and like you know in like i don't know like a good 16 days and she's just she washes her hands and the back of her ears like she just she ain't messing around she freaks out every time i leave the house to go get groceries or anything like that um she's doing a little bit better because one of our distractions is watching shows together and i mentioned we watch love is blind which i think is so stupid it's a it's a it's so bad um my best friend's sister Tiffany, she's very much like you. You you gotta see the the love in the show, and I'm like, no, this show is so bad. It's so bad. Um, but what what we realized, we just had a conversation uh, the other day. What we what what I realized is I like reality shows that are competitive, in the sense of like somebody wins a prize, and she she more goes for the true love, fall in love, happily ever after. 
there's another show on uh on netflix called uh the circle which i actually really really enjoy and honestly it's just as ridiculous as love is blind but i was very much more captivated i was rooting for people uh you know people get voted off essentially and and then like it's a catfish game and it, it, it was great and like it's also even better when the person who who you like who deserves to win or who you who you think really played the game correctly or whatever like they win so it, it was it was a it was a very fun i was going to sleep at like 5 a.m it was great because i'm one of those people like when i binge a show especially something brand new like i haven't never i've never seen it i don't like to be distracted i like to be in my own sanctity either i'm in my man cave or i'm just you know away from the kids and the wife and i'm just watching my show if it's a show that i've seen before which i've mentioned i've, I've been re-watching the show the f the fx show nip tuck which was a it was and again i was talking to my sister i realized it was really one of my first favorite shows that broke my heart Meaning it was so good when it started off. So good. And then like, ah, like the way it ends and toward the end, it's so bad. It's like, why are you going to do this to me, Jody? You know what I'm saying? Like, it makes me so sad. Season one, like season one and two, again, really great shows or a really great season. Season three, they kind of got trapped into this, you know, who did it kind of a storyline which was all revolved around the carver which is easily one of my favorite television you know viewings of all time because anytime there's a who's done it and you're so you know roped into the storyline and the characters it was just great must-see tv you know like you tune it every week and it was just fabulous however season three didn't it wasn't like a strong season, but it had that storyline going on and you were still like, you know, you still have these characters who who really was coming to terms with a bunch of things that had happened in season one and two. So it had um, its great mix of drama and uh, storytelling, character developments and arcs. Great. Season four, they kind of, and here's what I think happened. And I, I was telling my sister, like, there are shows that write to not get canceled. So every season they write a bunch of like shit and they're like, oh, we don't want to get canceled. Let's keep it juicy. Let's, let's spuse this up. And then they don't get canceled and they're like, fuck. Well, you know what I'm saying? What do we, where do we go from here? How do we stay true to the story and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, you're just writing these almost individual seasons. Then there's shows like one of my favorite. Actually, it is my favorite of all time is breaking bad i feel like and i don't know this for sure i didn't do the research but you know i just i just speak i speak my heart they write their stories or they write their shows to, to tell stories so each season is i'm not gonna say methodically planned out but it's so detailed where if they would have got canceled during season one it would have been like hey okay fine but we still had the integrity to tell the story that we were trying to tell and then when they got to season five they didn't drag it out it wasn't a money grab they was like hey no we're done we've told the story it all works makes sense it's connected boom best best show out ever drama love it and then you know you have your nip tucks which i loved and then they just like oh so bad uh it's so bad like i mean i'm i got like four episodes left and season six is 
so horrible. Um, but I feel like they wrote season four to be the end of the show because it it's it's almost wrapped up very well. And then when they you know wrote the deal to do a season five, which I actually learned they 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 broke it up. It was a season five part one and part two. But during part one there was a writer's strike, so by the time they came back, you know it was like a year later yeah, for part two. It like the story was so you know disconnected. Uh, and then when they got to the season six, there was like right, let's just let's just go all in. Let's just go all in and come up with the craziest shit that we can come up with and and that was the first show that broke my heart i want you guys if you hear this tell me what what is the show that broke your heart i always thought it was dexter and i I, i'll say this dexter is probably the first show that broke my heart for the simple fact i discovered dexter you know when when i got put on nip tuck i was working a a a movie store suncoast which 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 was one of those sister companies to a, a record store called Sam Goody and um, my assistant manager at the time he was he was like you got because it was like season one it came out and he was like you gotta watch this I think he let me borrow his season one and I was just hooked and I think this is when Netflix this it's crazy because in this show which I think last episode uh, aired in like 2003 maybe 2004 you know they, they have a Netflix reference to it i'm like damn netflix has been around for a minute they making that money but uh so he he kind of put me up on it and then i kind of started watching it and uh ordered some from from netflix and then i actually started buying the seasons and watching the show as it came out but dexter was a show i just discovered on my own maybe one person had said it was like you know you should watch it and um i i rented it from netflix season one and then after watching season one i was just hooked followed the show so great up until season four and then it gets so bad breaks my heart just absolutely breaks my heart um anyway so you know again i'm just i'm I'm all over the place let's get into it y'all um we are i'm gonna start with some people that i did not put in my top 10 that i absolutely adore and I, i i feel like they for me, deserve, you know, recognition in the sense of me sharing with you guys. Not in any particular order, but these people did not make it into my top 10, but there are names that I like to mention. Uh, Pat Oswald. He is someone who I, I I can't say that I fell in love with his stand-up, but his work outside of stand-up has really made me want to check out and listen to more of what he does. I love his social media presence. He is um, he, he's on a show called uh, A A B Bio A P Bio uh, with the guy from Always Sunny, and I just I just I love his character acting and his, his comedy acting. He's he's a uh, he's been great and he he's 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 done a lot or he's done enough for me to be like hey i really enjoy what this guy does uh wanda sykes wanda sykes is i love her longevity she is um she's raw and she's she's uh real and what i like about her is something about that truth factor so i think when she came out as like hey i'm a gay woman i'm licking carpets all day like there was something about like again living your best life like being true to you and your comedy and whatever it is it just it really shined so bright 
And uh, her last special that she had on um, Netflix, I thought was just absolutely fantastic. It was actually one of my favorite of the year. I don't know if it was 2018 or 2019, but just uh, just just really great. Andy Kaufman and I actually credit Jim Carrey for really putting me up on Andy Coffin. Uh, and Jim Carrey did a movie called Man on the Moon and uh, he actually, uh, if you fast forward it to a couple years ago they do like a documentary of, uh, I think it's called Jim vs. Andy or something like that where they kind of revisit the Man on the Moon, the set and how Jim Carrey was acting in his portrayal of Andy Kaufman and how he was like, you know, really being like a, a dick, you know, like because he was getting to the mind of Andy and he was like pissing everybody off. And they put it on Netflix. And I, after I watch it, I'm like, Jim Carrey's going to kill himself. He's going to be one of those tragic stories. And he didn't. And he was in the Sonic movie. And I'm telling you guys, the Sonic movie is so good. Sonic movie so far. I know we're only in March. My favorite movie of the year so far and uh just absolutely fantastic but because of uh jim portrayal it really made me like look at andy and his 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 commitment to the things that he did and his insanity and i was just like this is this is gold you know this is this is uh he he is definitely a great example of somebody ahead of his time and then us really being able to appreciate it more now than when he was when he was alive so um i have ellen on here ellen was probably one of my first favorite female comedians um i can't believe i i didn't write it down but she has uh, i think it's called here and here and now now and then then and here something like here and now maybe it's here and now she that is one of my favorite uh stand-up specials like if I had like if this if this was a list of my favorite stand up specials of all time a top ten she would be on it at the end she she wrapped the you know uh, salt and pepper and it was just a really really classic uh, performance uh, she actually had a special on Netflix uh, recently and I wasn't crazy about it and in fact I haven't really been crazy about Ellen for the last couple of years. Um, it's all, she almost kind of fits into this now Oprah category where it's like, I don't know if I agree with a lot of things that you say or do. And then I mentioned there was a young lady, uh, Jill, Jill Kimmel, who was uh, Jimmy Kimmel's um, sister. And this is like years ago. So obviously things can change. And, and this is just her opinion in the moment. But she had mentioned she had met her before and she just was like, like not a great person or she was like uh rude and this that and the other and then for some reason that 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 stood that stayed with me so when like i see and read articles i'd be like i can see her being that way <laughs> i can see her being like larger than life and um as a comedian that again particular special uh i just thought she was great and again i, I love her her bold like hey i want to be gay on my show and we may get canceled i'm putting it all on the line um she did not make it but uh i I do appreciate ellen's contribution um there's a gentleman who i actually never got a chance to really dig deep into called uh patrice o'neill he is someone who a lot of he's a comedian like he's a he's like your your favorite comedian's comedian he is a gentleman who who was no longer with us but again his his ability to like go in different 
directions and really stretch like hey i'm not fucking afraid to go there and i'm gonna say these things was just uh appreciated and uh again one of those like man just imagine if he didn't pass away where he could be uh today uh another woman i have two women that that uh that i, I want to acknowledge monique believe it or not as, as crazy as i think monique has been in the last couple of years with her old like i'm the most decorative comedian of all time and like uh i i need to get a bunch of millions like dave Chappelle and and chris rock and then on top of that uh y'all paid amy schumer this that and the other and i should get like i don't know if i like i here's what i'll say get that money make your voice be heard i did not appreciate her going on facebook live or wherever she was like she was like we need to boycott netflix I can't, I can't stand, I can't stand behind the reasoning, but hey, if, if that's how you feel, do what you gotta do, get that money, I, I believe she just inked a deal with Showtime or somewhere where she about to get her special, she about to get that money, but she is really great, she, I love, I love seeing her perform live, and again, my, my personal opinion, when you see one of these performers perform live, it's so different than your YouTubes or your, uh, you know, Netflix specials, it's, it's such an experience, and I did have a comedian who I saw live that is a huge big deal, Mike Epps, who played uh, Day Day in uh, the Friday movies, and I saw him live, and I thought he was just not that great at all, and it could, it could, it could be an off night, it could be a bunch of other scenarios, but I, uh, did not care for for his performance and that really carried you know that these things stay with me because these are the last times you see these people or um they leave that kind of taste in your mouth where like i would like to follow other comedians and other people in their career uh uh i have is um oh last verse oh last two people uh that didn't make the list that i wanted to mention are uh mom's mabley Mobley, Mabley, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's Maybelline. I don't know why that's like, that's what I was thinking when I was saying her name, but moms and red Fox are pioneers as far as uh, a black man and a black woman during that, that those decades and really just being like raw and different. And the reason why Fox really didn't make it or even moms is just because it was a little after or a little, you know, it was like a little too before me meaning i you know my first introduction to red fox is really his 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 shell sanford and son and i didn't really know moms until i i got into comedy so i'm like you know in my late 20s before i really started seeing anything from her but they were great and they deserve that acknowledgement i'm gonna go ahead and take a quick break and then we about to get into my honorable mentions and we're gonna start breaking down this top 10 this is peace talk podcast i'll be right back And we back. Hey, we back. I know it was only like a couple of seconds, but like in that time, I went and peed, washed my hands, read the newspaper. A lot of things have happened since the last time you heard my voice. I I, uh, I actually was just in the newspaper once again because I'm such a fucking big deal. <laughs> um, the 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 newspaper that, that did my full page, front page article reached out to me and just like, hey, how, how are you doing as a performer? with this um corona virus and um you know like 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 like, are you losing shows like 
are you optimistic about things and you know just kind of asked me a couple of questions uh all like through facebook messenger and i, I replied and he, he put out a uh a piece today just kind of and it, it was me another it, it was me and two other artists or performers that um like a, a comedian musician and uh i don't i'm not sure what the, the other lady does i think she might be roller derby but just like how is this really affecting your business because you know, it's it's very it's it's difficult. It's very difficult. I'll be honest with you. If I didn't really have this album that has really been taking a lot of my time, attention, and energy, I don't know how crazy I would I would be going because uh, obviously I, I've lost uh, gigs and and money and uh, things look very bleak. You know, even when things kind of are done and this passes. You know, there there is like thousands of comedians that are are going through the same thing and they're going to just be rushing to get booked and get these spots. And um, even though I've had, you know, the you know, even though things things have been like dropping off and cancellations, even after it, you know, as far as booking, it doesn't it doesn't there's no guarantee. So these next couple of months is, is very tough. However, I'm staying very optimistic because, like I said, it, what what else are we gonna do? Am I just gonna be like, uh, no one, no one, I, I can't get, I can't get work, and like, I don't want to waste my energy on that. But uh, so here are my two honorable mentions. These are the two people that I was like initially. They were definitely in my top ten, and I'm sure once I like when I've done this before, they were in my top ten, and I'm actually sad to, to see them go. <laughs> but um it makes sense because my 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 top 10 for me are very like every every person on the list really like like I'm just, I'm I'm very much connected to it, if that makes sense. Um so the two people that I thought were in there were there in the in the past are Bill Burr and Bernie Mac. So these are probably my 11 and 12 if you will. Again, seeing somebody live is a, is a game changer. And I saw Bill Burr live a couple years ago, actually here in Iowa. And up until that point, you know, I've I seen him on Breaking Bad. I've seen um, some of his acting roles. And I never really listened to any of his specials. Like, I, I've caught little snippets. And they were just okay, I guess, for me at the time. But what I really started to enjoy was his his delivery like that 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 was really fun like uh louis ck is somebody who i i think i think i enjoyed kind of for the same reasons but he almost he had this very louis black persona that for me was just too much and uh in Arizona there was this comedian who was very much like a Louis C.K. dick writer and he would like mimic all of his shit like his his the way he set up and delivered a joke was very much the same thing and and people started to like call him like you know Louis C.K. whatever this that, and that. like that's one of the worst com- like uh not compliments insults you can get as a comedian when people are like you just trying to be that person and I've got that I've gotten that um Two to three times in my life. And I say I say three because this happened before I got into comedy where, you know, I, I used to emulate Martin Lawrence and I used to get that. And at that time, it was a huge compliment. Once I got into comedy, there was two comedians who 
people said, hey, you are acting like this person or you're you're doing these people mannerisms. And at the time, again, I had my I had my my goggles on so I could not see it, even though they were fucking dead on. Um, It was Dave Chappelle. So when I really first got into comedy, so my first couple of years, uh, let's say the first two to three years, um, there was very there was so much dave chappelle mannerisms meaning there was it looks like 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 i'm like a a a day day dave chappelle clone and it's because i don't know you don't know how to be a comedian like you just you see things and so you sort of imitate it and the idea of imitation is a is a form of flattery and it really isn't in this sense and um I was I was writing and my punchlines were very like, you know, I read James, bitch, like not like not not, not those words, but it was it was that 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 almost that voice or that or that character that uh, Dave Chappelle really set up in the Chappelle show, and uh, I, I I I don't I again I I don't know when it started, but I just know when I was really trying to write more like it was just you you could see it uh and then the second person that people were like uh you doing this way too much it was kevin hart this is when kevin hart i feel like had really turned the the corner and like again i didn't see it but like it was it was like i would see his special and he would be talking really fast and he would he would you know he would I don't, it, it was just something about that I like that's I was putting that into my my bit and really not realizing it so like I would like write a bit and it would be a day-day bit like it would be whatever it is that I was talking about but it would be like delivered as if I'm like Kevin Hart so it'd be it'd be like if Kevin Hart started doing my jokes (laughs) so it was it was crazy but again this is all in like my first five years or so and again I I didn't want to I guess I didn't want to see it maybe that was it but um, Louis C.K. is someone I actually met uh, only once, and uh, well, twice I guess, because I got a, I got a chance to work with him, quote unquote. And this is way back when, when I first really tried to get into comedy, and he he had a HBO show called Louis. So this is way before a lot of his fame and um, celebrity, and and obviously before he started jerking off in front of women you know like before before these before before this all happened i have a i have a joke that i do on stage from time to time where i'm like yeah i met i mean you know i, I work with louis ck or I, I met louis ck and he pulled his dick out in front of me you know what I'm saying? Uh, um and then i i followed up with uh well we were in the male's bathroom we were both at individual urinals but i feel like it still counted okay he uh you know so uh after after all of that and the allegations and it being true and him really being shut down from you know or, or being banned from clubs and then him coming back and uh, he he really lost a lot of my respect and at the same time I just didn't I just wasn't that strong of a fan to to ride it through you know what I mean like I, like I mentioned on the last episode a huge Michael Jackson fan. I don't believe that he banged boys. Maybe he did. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's 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 so hard to put those like 
you know, you ever you ever watch these shows and like they these people talk with convictions like OJ definitely didn't do it or that nigga did that shit. Like it, it, I don't have those stronger convictions to to say either or. And uh I again I just wasn't that strong of a fan, but but what he did and how he did it was was just sad. It's very sad and pathetic. And uh, it, it was enough for me to kind of no longer want to uh, be a fan. And that's not to say he hasn't had funny bits and, and he's he hasn't uh, been funny and, and contributed to to comedy. Um, Bill Cosby is someone who I think has done wonderful things. I was just never a fan. And not to say I was like happy when, when, when like, you know, he was, he was drugging women and, and, and taking advantage of them and raping them. And then he gets locked up. And I was, I, I don't know if I've ever was like, I told you so, but I definitely felt like that's y'all hero, you know, like, like on Black Panther, this is your king. This is, this is your guy. Um, never, never was a fan, but, uh, I don't know. So, so Bill Burr, uh, saw him live and and he was just he was i love his delivery i just loved the way he he had an opinion and he delivered that opinion right or wrong he has a special recently that he did and uh on netflix that was actually done out of the country and though that's that's a challenge like believe it like we can talk about like you know like we can talk about shit that's happening right now our pre you know our president the guy the in office um uh, we can talk about all these things and we know it and we we we're affected by it we we see it we read those dumbass tweets but to take that if you know take that information take these jokes and bits to another country and deliver and get that great you know reception that's not an easy thing um but uh mad love and much respect to him and then Bernie mac is again another tragic story about someone who i can't believe that person has gone and been gone for a very long time got a a huge you know like just late late in life or late in his career just got a huge you know the the respect the accolades and you know he just wasn't able to make it past his untimely death to really you know be uh, i don't know i don't know legend i mean don't get me wrong these people are are all great but I, I would just love to see where, what he would be today if he didn't pass away. But Mac is just unbelievable. Like he he's probably as I as I look at my list, he's he's probably one of the most unique comedians or original. Like he he was just oh my goodness, and um, so so funny. The the kings of comedy. Um, he 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 was he was that guy he was really great and and again again for, for me unfortunately i didn't become a huge bernie mac fan until toward the end you know like when when he had the you know milk and cookies like you know him down stay when he did the kings of comedy tour i feel like that's when the world really saw him as um a headlining amazing comic you know and dl hughley steve harvey and said are, are all great in their own individual ways but mac was just you know um there, there's this argument about eminem you know like uh is he one of the greatest rappers of all time he's white he doesn't belong in hip-hop blah 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 uh, i'm a hater 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 i love eminem i i always have always will and m is so talented 
He's so versatile and he can do things that other people can do better than them. And then he has things that he can do that nobody else can do. That's how Mac is. Mac can be funny on so many different levels like everybody else and also kind of surpass a lot of people that are great in these particular areas. But then he has these these ways of like telling a joke or or telling a uh, a bit that nobody can do but him. So uh, again, once upon a time, Bill Burr and Bernie Mac were in my top 10. But uh, after thinking about it, sitting down, rewriting and thinking about where I am in comedy in nine years, these are my top 10. Don't judge me, okay? Send all my angry mail to 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 Donald Trump. <laughs> Here we go. Top 10. Top 10 of all time. My favorite comedians. This is just where I'm at in life. Coming in at number 10, Robin Williams. Um, it is so sad that he took his own life and he's just one of those examples of, of comedy meets tragedy. But as I mentioned before, there's something about the sacrifice that certain people give that are just so great. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's not, maybe that didn't come out right. There's like a sacrifice where like their contribution is just, it's so huge. Like only these people are, can do it. Like Jesus. Okay. Like you say you believe in Jesus and you're all like, he died for our sins. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like if this is true, nobody could have died for our sins like Jesus. You know what I mean? He took it like a champ. You know, like, like I feel like I was very Walking Dead. Take it like a champ. That's that Negan. But um, like you, like Peter couldn't have, Peter couldn't have done it. Like there was only certain people that can do certain things that they they've done. And Robin Williams, again, my my first introduction to Robin Williams is movies and Genie and Aladdin and all these things and and Mrs. Doubtfire and I. Very, very similar to like Jim Carrey in the sense of there are probably writers, you know, like screenwriters and script writers that like wrote a movie and was like, this is a really bad movie. <laughs> this, is, this is really good. This is really horrible. We can't sell it. However, if we get a certain name attached, they will sell the fuck out of this movie. And there are some movies that uh, Robin, you know, has been in. And, and even his TV show, like he sold it, like he put himself in it, and to not to not just you know really decorate this this entire thing with the other things that they've done and accomplished, but just scaling it back to just stand up comedy. What he did with just a microphone and his impersonations and his energy and his it's 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 incredible. So, um, I would say after him passing is when I really, really started to appreciate what he's done for decades, a lot more. And, uh, it was kind of, uh, it just, it made sense for him to be in, in that top 10. Number nine is someone who I have loved so much more the longer I've been doing comedy. So I would say year one, this guy was okay. You know what I'm saying? Year nine, this dude was a fucking legend. And uh, there was so much to learn from him from just from from just talking. Like he's like catch him on anything. If you catch him on an interview or uh, his his show on Netflix, uh, driving in car with comedians, like just him talking, it's like that's that's 
fucking nuggets. Gold nuggets that these people are dropping. He drops them a lot. Jerry Seinfeld is my number nine comedian of all time. Um, surprise. Never watched Seinfeld. That's a lie. I've seen like maybe four or five episodes. After the whole Michael Richards shit happened where he was like just spewing out the N-word on... Um, on uh at the laugh factory this is kind of when like camera foes was like you know say like capturing shit they it was they weren't supposed to be capturing um i never wanted to watch seinfeld like every time i see kramer i see that that guy that you know that 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 performer on stage and uh it's really tainted uh seinfeld for me um however his stand up his his um his mind like he is a comedian like he is a like he just he like think I again I I I this is just from what I observe absorb but observe but he he like he thinks comedy 24/7 like he is just always like that is that gear is always just going and um respect him and I think he is um great i i think i think like if if i could hypothetically if i could like make a campaign for like hey these people should be in like if 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 someone came to me and said day day take all the comedians alive that are living and make your greatest mount rushmore of of comedians i i would put jerry on that just because of how great he is. And the reason why he's not higher than nine is just because it's my personal, uh, you know, list and it's my personal contribution and the people that have really inspired and motivated me. But Jerry, amazing. Number eight, Mr. Carlin. He is someone that I didn't realize how great he was until much later into comedy. Um, he was always somebody that I, again, I caught little bits and pieces. I'm like, I like him. He's funny. But when we talk about being a comedic genius, you know, doing things that had never been done before and taking things to a different level, Carlin was, was the, he's the white Richard Pryor. You know, I was like, he is so, you know, he's, he's like a godfather to, to that 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 era and you know i think comedians can learn a lot about i think comedians can learn a lot about comedy through watching you know his his performances and what what i what i appreciate a lot from him was again it's all about your truth and having an opinion and and really sort of um sharing that making it you know laughable and he had some very bold takes, but he always made you think, and it always sort of made sense in his way, where you you were like, he is he telling jokes or is he preaching right now? And uh, do I do I do uh, like Mr. Carlin? Number seven is most successful comedian on earth. Like this guy has done. So many great things, and I again, if I can get a fraction of some of that success, fame, I'm good on the fame to be honest with you. Fame is not, it's a drug, it really is. 
but uh mr kevin hart is just he has paved the way he's opened up doors he is just and that that's that's a lot of why i respect him so much is because he his work ethic is unmatched he is just oh my goodness um he's very transparent he's very personal puts so much of himself out in in his work and he 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 really helps and picks up other people you know it's not really just about him if that makes sense and i feel like we know so much about him because of how much he shared but if you look at his comedy career he's actually i don't read and i really want to read like i really i'm not that made it sound like i can't read like i'm you know but i don't read that much oh, i wish i wish i could i mean i wish i could i can't <laughs> I, I sound like uh a retard i wasn't going to say retard because like that's a word you can't say but uh i don't mean like some you guys know what i'm saying if not Again, send all hate mail to D O N A L. <laughs> so, uh, now Kevin Hart is just uh, amazing. I I read his book two years ago, and it it's it's just a story all too familiar. Um, and there I found my I found myself really just super connected with his journey. Uh, you know, working at a sneaker company, which I did, and and you know his dad story is, is a lot different than mine but you know his dad kind of was there then he went away his dad was on drugs and um you know his his really claim the fame is is really just doing as much as you can on your own and not really waiting for other people to to discover you or acknowledge you and um really putting in the work I love that quote that he says, everybody want to be famous. Don't nobody want to uh, put in the work. So I'm going to take another quick break and then I'll be back with my top six comedians of all time. This is Peace Talk Podcast. All right. We almost there. We almost. I appreciate y'all for sticking it in with me. That sound very sexual. Sticking it in with me. Sticking it in. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, thanks for sticking it in with me, guys. I like it. That was great. Anal. Um, so now we're, we're down to um, my top six. My number six comedian of all time is Eddie Griffin. And Griffin is one of those people that sort of came from nowhere. He was someone that I kind of thought was funny. Didn't particularly care for a lot of his movies. Um... Again, he he had, he had some moments, uh, and in the undercover brother and uh, my favorite movie that he was actually in, I think it's called Double Take. He's with Orlando. Jeez, oh, I want to say Orlando Bloom, but that's the dude from fucking Pirates of the Caribbean. Orlando Jones, guy from uh, Mad TV. But he, uh, as a comedian, oh my goodness, he's he is. With the exception of Dave Chappelle, he is my favorite comedian to see live. Like, uh, I know he has a residency in Vegas. I haven't been yet. Got a chance to see him in uh, Arizona a couple times. If you can see Eddie Griffin, please go see Eddie Griffin. He also has an amazingly strong um, uh, comedy comedy special. I don't know. Uh, Jeez, I don't know if it was 
Showtime. I don't know if I saw it through Prime. I, I saw it from, through a streaming network. I don't, it might have, it might be Netflix. It might be Showtime uh, stars. I'm not 100% sure. But if you can find his most recent uh, special, it is just so good. And like I said, it's so different to see comedy you know on the screen but he does an amazing job of pulling you past the screen and forcing you to laugh and it's not like chuckles this month he goes for the gut wrenching my i'm make i'm working out abs type laughter and uh very similar to um you know other 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 people that I've, i've mentioned like he makes you think he has very strong opinions and he'll make you feel like, you know what, you I see where you're coming from. Super, super great. Um, I'm telling you the moment that 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 put him on the list for me, because probably, you know, for the longest, Griffin was just someone that, that I liked. But I saw him live and uh, he was doing two shows in Arizona at a comedy club called Stand Up Live, which is one of my favorite in the country. And every time I go back to Arizona, I try to sneak on stage, whether it's an independent show or try to get some work there. And he did a two-hour show. Or I'm sorry, he he had two shows and he was doing um Yeah, he did he did he, I think he was only scheduled to do about like an hour and a half or so. He ended up doing two hours both shows and he did not repeat a single joke and they in the shows were so great like that is impressive and it almost seems so effortless you know very similar like like Dave Chappelle he smokes on stage and he's like I, I I don't smoke but I would love to get to a point in life where I could just smoke on stage at a at a venue or theater or something like that just for the hell of it in fact uh, I'll speak this into existence for my first like TV special or or comedy special if i'm at that level yet i'm just gonna smoke a cigarette and maybe cigarettes may be banned by now who fucking knows but uh i was just like wow and after that like after seeing him perform for four hours because i i went to the early show and i was just kind of going to see him because i'd never seen him or heard amazing things i got a partner that's worked with him several times i stayed for the late show was so impressed uh, i drove home and just started looking up eddie griffin this Eddie Griffin that I again I wasn't a fan of his his 90s you know I like as a comedian I'm sorry you know he, he has a show he had a show on the WB that was that was funny and I enjoyed but his stand-up was just like oh my goodness so Eddie Griffin is my number six number five is Chris Rock it's really not a surprise I think Chris Rock is a very universal he should be in a lot of people's top 10 he is a phenomenal stand-up comedian um he actually would fall into a category of i haven't been crazy about his other work you know i'm not i'm not a huge grown-up uh chris rock the movie star movie actor guy i i'm not no in fact uh it it would it would it would take me it would take me some time to like rank his movies or or tell you what my top you know Chris Rock movies are um and and we're not talking about like Pookie from New Jack City we're talking about like like his you know his his comedy movies I mean I I like Hit a State with him and Bernie Mac but a lot of that is Bernie Mac and then I love Down to Earth 
where he dies and he gets put into a body of an old white man. But as a comedian, oh my goodness, he is just he like he he makes masterpiece. Like he he's someone that as a comedian, we you know we talk about finding your voice, finding your rhythm. I feel like he found that early on when it came time to do his specials and his his rhythm and his repeating of of you know his subject topics it it was so like easy for him to be a comic that a bunch of comedians started uh you know imitating as far as like uh this is my chris rock voice okay that was super bad that was super bad i should have prepared you but like other people doing like their chris rock impersonations it was so easy to do because he had really set a tone of this is chris rock comedy and i talked about this with ellen as far as having comedy specials in my top 10 comedy specials of all time chris rock has two he has two of them and i i gotta be honest i don't think there's another person that has two of their comedy specials in my top 10 and uh i loved i loved his his most recent one i feel like i'm giving netflix a, a ton of uh love they need to sponsor like i'm gonna i'm gonna reach out to netflix they won't but uh <laughs> but uh his 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 most recent one that he had uh tan- i want to call it tangerine but it's tambourine um just honest talking about things that he you know he you know the, his infidelity it was just it was just beautiful and intimate chris rock uh really great now we are under that we're under the top five number four is no surprise i've mentioned it martin lawrence he is the number one reason i don't know yeah you know what number one reason why i got into comedy he he was the person that i saw and was like i want to do that and I, I was gonna say there's a bunch of other reasons but like honestly thinking about it he really he he's 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 my comedy hero he is out of everybody on the list he's he's the person i felt the most uh connected to with wanting to be like and uh i'm not crazy about martin um today you know i I saw bad boys three and i was all like man i saw his most recent special and he's blown up he looks like big mama house now and um i saw his most recent special and it was you know okay and i i seen him live a couple of times and kind of you know they were just kind of okay but it's also you know with those goggles that i was talking about like i'm, I'm watching this guy who I think is just so great and has been so great for for so long. Um, he's 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 just he's my comedy hero, and uh, I ride or die with him. I guess uh, even when I don't always agree with you know the movies that he's he's done or the projects that he has going on, performance and all that stuff. He's just he's just so great. And there's a there's an artist named Joyner Lucas. I think I said that right. Uh, he just put out. A, a song and a, and a video uh, showing respect, respect and tribute to Will Smith. Um, and at the end, he just he says like, hey, we should tell people that there are heroes before we don't have that opportunity. They, they, they die. They pass on. And, you know, we're, we're making these tribute videos after. And it's like, let's put it out where they're still here. They can still see it. And if there was anybody on the list 
as much respect and, and you know all that that I have for a lot of other people, um, Martin would would be that guy for me. So um, maybe I'll do that. <laughs> but uh, Martin's my number four, and then my top three is uh, Eddie Murphy is number three. Dave Chappelle, who I consider to be the funniest man alive, is number two, and my number one of all time is Richard Pryor, and. These three individuals, I think, are just unmatched and untapped, untouched with talent. Like what they do and have done is just a phenomenal. You know, uh, I think Eddie Murphy, you know, career has been rock solid. Like, like Eddie has made some of the best movies in life and some of the worst movies in life, and his worst movies are so bad. But his his his, his uh, great movies are so good that his bad movies don't they can't take away from that. There are some people that you know they do something good, they do something bad, and their back kind of diminishes some of the other things. Not Eddie. Uh, I cannot wait till he gets back on stage. He has his comedy special. There's Coming America Two coming. There's Beverly Hills Four coming. And um, you know if you guys didn't see him on Saturday Night Live and that return, it was amazing. You know. Um, what I love about Eddie and, and Pryor and Martin is, you know, in order to get Eddie Murphy, we had to have Pryor. In order to get Martin Lawrence, we had to have Eddie. And those three are just 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 great. I, I feel like um decade wise, they were just um everything right about comedy. And and Eddie Murphy, uh his his specials, Raw and Delirious. You know what? I take that back. I think I think Raw might actually be my number ten, and and Delirious was d- definitely a top three. So Eddie may also have two specials in my top ten, but I just remember my mom sort of. My mom was like, she didn't give a fuck. She was like, you can listen to whatever you want, watch whatever you want, and I remember her talking about Delirious, like you're gonna love Delirious, and I was like this guy you know what I'm saying? like murphy like eddie murphy was all right but you know again my introduction to eddie murphy was kind of the movies you know the 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 trading places the 48 hours the you know the beverly hills cop i didn't know how hilarious he was until i watched delirious for the first time and i was just like amazed like it was just it was uh so fantastic so fantastic and uh shit i may i may actually i i may say this right now and and stand by i think delirious is probably my number one stand-up special of all time um dave Chappelle, i've seen i've seen him live i've seen his his movies his netflix stuff is is incredible i feel like he just gets better with age uh Chappelle show he's just he's so so funny and he's found a way to do things that nobody else can do the way that he can do it. And one of my favorite quotes from uh, Kevin Hart and Chris Rock was saying that they were at a comedy club and Dave Chappelle popped in and uh, <laughs> Chris Rock and, and Kevin Hart kind of had gone and performed and then they was watching each other and they was giving each other notes and they was like, hey, you should, that was great. Work on this. And then Dave Chappelle got on, like came in, got on after them. And Kevin Hart and Chris Rock looked at each other and they looked at their notes and they balled them up and threw it out because, you know, like 
Dave, what Dave Chappelle has done and is doing is just on another level, another fucking planet. And Pryor is, I feel like uh, he birthed what comedy is today. You know, like he's he's the he's I don't there's never there's never going to be anybody greater than him. Um, he he would be the goat, and I think there's a lot of different goats you know that I like to throw out. And I know there's like it stands for greatest of all time, but uh, Richard Pryor would be the goat goat. You know, Dave Chappelle would be the living goat, and then my like I said, my personal guys is is uh, Martin, so he would be like my personal goat that that I. I have in my backyard and I feed grass to <laughs> so um, prior you know once he stopped doing his Bill Cosby prior you know because when, when he first really started to make some success he was out in Vegas and he was you know doing the Bill Cosby safe comedy and once that turned to like once he started saying things the way he wanted to say it and do things the way he wanted to do it that's when the greatness happened and again you listen to some of the stuff that they're talking about back in the 70s and how relevant it is today and how still funny it is now that's how you know you make great art uh Royce the 5'9 is another one of my favorite rappers Detroit artist but who is so much more than that I think he is uh, a top five rapper and you know he he has an album that just that just came out this year and he was talking about people talking about owning their own masters and that doesn't matter if, if it doesn't age well like if you are owning your your shit and it's garbage you're owning 100 percent of, of nothing and if we're just putting out jokes and memes and whatever it is and it's trash and it's garbage and a year from now we don't think about it five years from now we're like this is dumb and stupid i can't believe then it, it's it, no you missed the point you missed you missed the the creative genius boat and Pryor was amazing then and he still is today alright guys that's it thank you guys for tuning in listening to another episode I've been talking about this for a while and I wanted to finally get it out there on the next episode I'm going to try to do this I don't know if it's going to happen but like I want to do one of those like oh, next time on the peace talk <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm going to do something I already have the title in my mind it's going to be called career suicide. It's going to be an episode where I talk about shit that I'm not supposed to talk about because it can be career suicide. It can be, you're not supposed to share that. That's that, you know, like, like I said, this is a business where you're supposed to walk on eggshells and you're not supposed to talk about comedy beefs and work with famous people that are shitty. I'm going to do that. Um, I will catch you guys on the next episode next week. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Do all of that shit. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? That's just my top 10. Feel free to let me know two things you know who are in your top 10 uh comedians of all time and also a tv show that really hurt you like you loved it it was amazing and then it ended and you were like this is not how this is supposed to end you know what I'm saying? whether it's game of thrones which i know a lot of people were like angry about my sister was talking about true blood she was like ah they they, they went off the deep end uh, feel free to you know send in more questions. I'd love to do another Q and A episode uh, soon, 
and like i said i love to get my wife on another episode but other than all that thank you guys for tuning in it's been fun talking hope you had fun listening i will catch you again and today catch up with the other episodes and uh, look out for that new album that is soon to be packaged up and ready for delivery peace of mind my name is dave peace i will talk to you guys on the next one peace